Good day, everybody. This is A.C. Maxwell of the Swinging Single Podcast. This is a different type of podcast for swingers. It is through the perspective of me, A.C. Maxwell, as a single man going through this lifestyle. And you know how much single men are loved in the swingers lifestyle. So let's sit back, relax, and listen to what I have to say or don't. And uh, we'll see you on the we'll see you at the club. Now for the legal disclaimer. The content broadcasted through Swinging Single Podcast is intended for adult audiences and is offered solely for entertainment and informative purposes. The views and opinions expressed may not echo the opinions or perspectives of the podcast creator, sponsors, or associates. Below, please note that the content in Swinging Single Podcast is strictly not suitable for individuals below the age of 18. User discretion is advised. Our podcast content should not be taken as legal, professional, or financial advice, and listeners should seek proper advice as required from a qualified professional. Any use of trademarks, logos, copyrights, assorted with swinging single podcasts is prohibited without prior written consent. Now, we got that out of the way. Let's talk a little more about my podcast. Like I said, it's from the single smell perspective, which is me, my perspective, and how I navigated 26 years of this lifestyle uh, from starting off in 1998 to present day 2023. As I cruise through all the podcasts, I usually hear from couples and there's really not much of the market for single men. Now, I granted single men are not really wanted and let's face it, Swinging lifestyle is not all-inclusive like they say it is, but I'm here to change things, or at least your perspective on single males and how we think. This is not a professional broadcast. I'm going to make mistakes. I have a speech impediment. I will say some words, and you might go, what the hell is he talking about? What the hell was that word? Oh, well, this is life, baby. This ain't no professional. I'm not looking to make millions of dollars off of it. I'm not a content creator selling my content to you or looking to create any content with anyone else i just like good old-fashioned fucking uh either that's a three-way gang bang glory hole porn theater public private sex i don't care i just love sex so it's a beautiful day here in houston texas my name is ac maxwell i'm a single 46 year old white male uh you know i'm the average size guy endowment too but, you know, I take care of myself. When I go out, I get dressed up. I put on some nice-smelling cologne that has been approved, proven by other ladies that they love that smell. And, you know, I'm always looking out for the patrol for single women in the lifestyle and couples in the lifestyle. I am bi-friendly, which means I'm not going to have suck dick or take it in the ass. But, you know, if you want DP or anything like that, I'll do that. It's no big deal. You're going to have friendly fire when you're in this lifestyle. If you don't have friendly fire, then you haven't been fucking. So how I got into this lifestyle is really simple. I'm a horny guy. I'm Italian. I love fucking. Who doesn't? Unless you're really a fucking queer. Or a square, whatever it is. Apologies to all that. But when you think about it, sex is great. And if you have great sex, you always want it more. Right? So, you know... 1998, 1997, really, I'm at college in Illinois, out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Chicago was five hours away. St. Louis was three and a half hours away. The closest city would be Kansas City if you went west. East would be Indianapolis. So I was out in the middle of nowhere. I played football and baseball for the college. And on Friday nights, you know, we would have the team dinner, team movie and all that. Then we'd go off to bed for our curfew. 
Well, they had the thing called the internet. The internet was not big. It was just starting off. We had actually got dial-up. So, you know, like guys are, we looked up, see if we could find any porn naked chicks on there. And lo and behold, you could. So you could see pictures of naked ladies and all that, which is great, you know. Now you got something to jerk off to. But then somehow swinging a swingers website came up. Now I'm thinking to myself, is this shit real? Because every time I seen one, it has always been on a porno or Jerry Springer. I didn't know people had threesomes. I didn't know girls did game bang stuff like that for real. All I knew was this was something I would hell of a lot want to try. Unfortunately, the problem was I was only 20 years old when I found this and all the clubs were saying 21 and older. But luck would have it that on that December, I would turn 21 in 1997. So I turned 21. I decided to go to a club uh, when I was driving back to college. I would stop in Dayton, Ohio. Yes, Dayton, Ohio. You heard it correct. Me, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I was going to school in Illinois. So instead of going to through Chicago, I would take a detour to Dayton, Ohio on a Friday night. Now, they always let it guys in on Friday night, so I had to go on a Friday night. It was no Saturday night or anything like that uh, that I could recall. Remember, this is 1998, so then this is 2023. It's been a long time, 26 years in the making. So after extensive search, I found this club called the Dayton Swim and Social Club. Yes, the Dayton Swim and Social Club. I do believe now it's closed. Someone told me it burned down, but I don't think it burned down because I looked it up and it was still there. But... That was my very first club. And was I nervous? No. Actually, I was pretty excited about going. I wasn't nervous at all. Now, what was going to happen? Would I be nervous then? Maybe because, you know, you got a crowd watching. But, you know, as an athlete, you get people watching you and your nerves really don't kick in yet. Especially when you only have 100 people watching. It's not like you're having 50,000 people watch. So I go in there walk in to this place it looked like it was next to a car auto shop i believe and it looked just like a regular business so i go in there walk in there and you go to the registration they ask you how old you are give me your id give them i gave him my id uh, talk to him for a while and all that stuff then finally i paid my fee and the hostess and the host would give me a tour because hell i didn't know what the hell i was doing I'm only 21, and it's the first time I ever heard of this stuff. So here I am, a 21-year-old young man, hard as a rock. My retention time for getting hard, coming and and getting hard again was under a minute, and I'm walking through this club. Now, there wasn't that lot of people at this time. It was like fairly fairly early. It was like 9 o'clock when I got there, 8, 9 o'clock. So there wasn't a lot of people there. So I'm walking around. They show me the... When you first walk in, it's the dance floor and the chairs, you know. I was like, that's cool. You could dance and all that and all that. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, people are staring at me that were there. Probably because, I don't know, I'm just thinking that it's probably because they never seen someone this young at a club like this. And then the crowd was very, uh, what do you call, older, more mature. Usually in the 40s and 50s they were there, that were there. It wasn't like today where you got anywhere from 20s to 70s. But it was a 40-year-old, 50-year-old range, and some 60-year-olds. I remember that. Uh, I do believe I fucked one of them. 
But anyways, so we go to the back. We start walking, go in the back. They show me the locker room where I can put my stuff, the showers that they had there. The showers didn't look too clean. I wasn't really looking forward to sticking my feet in that stuff. But, you know, people did. People were fucking in there, which was pretty awesome. Uh, I wish I would have tried that. But, oh, anyway, go up there. You walk. They show you the rooms that they had. They had a couple rooms to, uh, to the, I think it was the left side of the hallway. Then you keep going straight to the hallway, and that's where you would go to this pool. They would have a pool, like, dug down. It's kind of weird how it was. You have rafters where you can watch people in the pool. Then off to the pool, they had beds, and they had a couple private rooms. Then you go upstairs, and there's more rooms and all that stuff. They have soda dispensers and all that for when you work up a thirst. So I take the tour. We take, they tell me all the rules, do's and don'ts, and all that, which is great. I, now I know what to do and what not to do. And I was just there to check it out, hopefully getting laid, too. So I'm done. They let me go off on my way, and I just hang out at the bar area. And no one's really talking to me, at least not now. But people are meeting each other. More and more people are coming in, you know, same age, 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, some 60s-year-old couples are coming in. And I walk around, just check out, see what anyone's playing, see if I can watch, you know, and jerk off and watch them. No one's playing. So this one couple, it was an interracial couple, white lady, black man. The black man comes up to me and says, would you like to fuck my wife? I'm like, really? In my head, I said, really? But in the, and what I really said was, I sure would, buddy. So we go off into one of the private rooms. And it was probably a decent experience for her. Great for me. Not so decent. Not so great for her. Because I'm 21 and I'm fucking ready to blow my load because I'm horny as hell and I think within two minutes I'm, I blew my load uh, and all that so it wasn't that that good for her and it kind of sucked because you know what I know now is that if you're a single man you have to keep your reputation to be the one who delivers the payload makes that girl come so they give you the call back so you know we go I go down on her a couple minutes and that's it and then she Probably wants me to fuck her, so I fucking stick my dick in this woman. And boom, bada boom. Two minutes later, I'm done. I blow my load, and I'm like, oh, shit. And she was very grateful. She was uh, in her 40s, late 40s. Uh, they were a very nice couple. So we got dressed and went our separate ways. This was the time swinging has changed very much so in the past 26 years. And I'll talk about that more later. But we go our separate ways. I go off and chill some more. And... The owner of the club says, hey, are you interested in doing a gangbang? One of the girls wanted to do a gangbang. So I was like, hell yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go. I took a piss. Um, my heart, dick's hard again. So I'm all set to go. So I walk in. We're fucking. We're doing a gangbang. There's about seven, six guys, seven, six guys there all waiting to go in. None of them can get hard. I'm hard as a rock. So I put my condom on and I start fucking her. And like, once again, I don't last too fucking long. This is why I'm glad I'm getting older because I last a little longer. But I fuck her about five minutes. I'm done. I blow my load. I leave, clean up, and do all my stuff. Then lo and behold, another chick wants to get gangbanged. And uh, as I can remember, there's a, quite a few single guys there or guys that participated in both. So I'm like, all right, I'll go. Let me piss. I did the same thing. I always got to take a piss after. Piss. 
uh, and I get ready. Same thing happens. I last a little longer. So more and more I fuck, the lo- longer I last, which is good, I guess. So we're in the private room by the pool, little blonde girl and all that. Now, the first one. Now, there was a funny thing about uh, dating, swimming, social. They had a condoms rule where you had to wear condoms. And a couple guys got yelled at for it. So that first girl was gay, did a game bang that I got hard on uh, first, and I fucked her first. She ended up taking the condoms off the guys before they would put her in inside her, which I thought was fucking weird because I thought there was a condom room, but she didn't want no condoms. She wanted the guys to blow their loads in there, and it was a mess. So I'm glad I got in there before everyone else did because during this time, you know, HIV and AIDS was pretty big. People were worried about it. Not as much so as they are now, and if they say they're, they are so, then they're lying because there's no way they care. But, so... Second girl I gangbanged, the little blonde. The first one was a brunette. So the blonde, we're fucking her. I got, I think I got in there third. Blasted over five minutes this time. Congratulations, I'm not a one-minute man. Uh, so I finish up. She's taking everybody, but she's wearing condoms with everyone. So she was a smart, smart lady. So after we all finished with her, we probably played with her for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. We got out. We leave. I go my separate ways from everybody else. I go upstairs, walk around, trying to take a break. Then I see this one woman. Uh, she looked. She was a Native American lady, uh, and she was looking, you know, pretty good for a girl in her fifties. So she starts sucking off guys. She starts sucking me off, it, and her husband hands me a condom to fuck her. So I fuck her. I'm fucking her. I'm fucking her. I'm fucking her. I'm going ten plus minutes now because I already blew like four loads. So. I'm pretty much shooting dust at this time. Uh, but, you know, I fucked her real good. Next thing I know, you know, I have my orgasm. She orgasms. She comes. She squirted. She was my first squirter. I never had a squirter. She squirted on the... I had a doggy style, so she squirts on the floor. And I'm like, holy shit. I, go, I think she pissed herself. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. Like I said, I'm young and naive. Don't know nothing about anything. I think I know everything, but I don't. So I'm sitting there. In a pool of jizz, of ladies' jizz, I call it, or squirt, whatever you want to call it. And I get done. She thanks me. She really liked it. And now I'm getting a good reputation at the club. Because she turned around and says, oh, you are really that good. I'm like, huh. I didn't think so. But I guess apparently some do. Now, I could chalk it up to being young because there wasn't anyone close to my age uh, in the club at all. It's most. It's like I said, late thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. All right. So, that being said, I was happy. Now, I think I can't remember if I did anything else with anyone. I think I was done by then. So I just remember staying at two in the morning. I think they closed at two, so I left and just went to my hotel room, and that was my very first experience. It was crazy that that shit actually happens. I did not have any trouble keeping, maintaining a erection in front of a group of people because when you're in that pool area, they can all watch you from the top. And you, when you look up, you see, uh, you know, 20 faces, 30 faces looking at you watching this lady get gangbanged by five, six guys. So it can be very uh, nerve-wracking for some guys that never done anything that, like that. But for me, I must have been a veteran right then and there because I was... 
hard as a rock all that time and I had no issues with anything. So my club, first club experience is over. It's great. I'm addicted to it. The rest is history. I've been doing it for 26 years. I haven't stopped. Even when I had girlfriends, I still go out and do stuff. I, and I'm very honest with people. I tell them, yeah, I'm a swinger when I meet them. Uh, I like going to nudist resorts. I love going to swinger resorts. I like going to all type of clubs and all that. I'm not asking you to do it, but hey, if you want to try it, you're more than welcome to come with me. And some do, then others run for the hills because they think it's pretty damn disgusting, but whatever. So I go off to college, I'm 21, and I find an online website dedicated to swingers. I thought I think it was called connections.com. And it's mostly what I figured, what I found out about swinging is that most websites are regional. There's no national website for swingers. So you move from place to place, you have to find what's the popular website for swingers. And that could be and that could be why a lot of couples don't swing as much as they would probably, because they can't find when they move, they can't find that website. But it was connections.com was big. It had a chat website, had a chat um, box and all that, so you could do all kinds of stuff. So, and they would have ads, you know, mostly ads. Now, during this time, during the early, late 90s, early 2000s, gangbangs were all the way, rage. So as a single man, getting laid was pretty damn easy, I would have to admit. Especially a young man like myself, that was like the crim to the crim. Because now you could say, I, got, I want a young man. Whereas today, I'm 46 years old, and the young guys, the young cats now are getting the pussy while I'm sitting on the sidelines. But that's okay. I had my time. I had my fun. Let them have their fun because they're going to get old, and they're not going to be wanted like I am. I am. So I go on this website, see some things for gangbangs. But I'm in, like, the middle of nowhere in Illinois, and I'm, like, four, hours, four or five hours away from Chicago, which the clubs in Chicago are really shitty. And they don't allow single guys at all in any of them, except for the bookstores, which we'll talk about bookstore play uh, in later podcasts. But I finally, Terre Haute was about two and a half hours, and I saw a nice young, well, not young lady, but a nice 40-year-old couple looking for a bunch of guys to do a gangbang at a hotel room in Terre Haute. So I, I send my picture and all my information I get picked to tell me to meet me at this hotel off of whatever highway at 8, 8, 8 p.m., so I do, I meet them, a bunch of other five, four or five guys there. And all night we just fucked the hell out of this woman. I mean, there was so much, <laughs> how you say it, cum and wetness all over the beds. Were, the bed was soaked and all that, and she had a great time. All the gentlemen had a great time, and I met some really cool, cool cats there. Some guys that would say, hey, man, you want to do a gangbang with us? I, I know a couple. And at the time, I was like, yeah, you know, I could do it, but I don't want to drive two and a half hours, three hours, because, you know, I'm poor. I'm a college student paying for college, you know. I'm playing sports, so I can't have a real job. I have to have a fake job where I can get paid on the side. So, you know, I kept her in mind. I said, if you got anything, let me know. So in all this time, you know, I tell the ladies I date that I'm a swinger and all that, and I, I like to do that. And I finally meet this lady. Her name was Rachel. She was in Ohio, though, which was kind of tough because here I am in Illinois going to college, finishing up my education. And finally, after I get done with my education, we meet up and she was, you know, she was fun for a while. It didn't last that long. 
but we had some funds. We went to some bar uh, meets and greets. Uh, never went to a club because she was still younger. She was, uh, I was 21. She was only 20 at the time. We didn't date long at all. You know, it was purely just for swinging and all that. I think she was fucking one of her band members anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I told her, I don't care who you fuck. Just let me know who you're fucking. But, you know, people are stupid. And they fuck shit up. So, me and her meet. We hit it off. We do stuff together. We go to a bar meet and greet out in Dearborn, Michigan. uh, From where I'm from, Detroit, Michigan. So, it was convenient for us. Uh, She was in Port Clinton at the time, so it wasn't too far away. Uh, She used to live in Toledo, but she moved to Port Clinton with her mother. So it wasn't too far away. So we go, we have a good time. We're dancing and all that. Legally, she wasn't supposed to be in there because the lady said, oh, you got to be 21 to be in here. But she says, ah, don't worry about it, don't drink. So she didn't. She wasn't a drinker anyways. I wasn't a drinker anyways because you get whiskey dick. And like I said, when you're a single guy, you're in this lifestyle, you better have a good reputation because if you get whiskey dick, guess what? Couples talking. No one's going to want to touch you after you can't get hard. But so... Me and her, they're dancing, having a good time. They have a after party at the hotel that they all booked. So me and her go there. We meet this couple, and the dude got whiskey dick. His wife, I fucked his wife. Rachel, I fucked her too. He tried to get hard all the time. He couldn't get hard. So it was kind of shitty for Rachel that she couldn't have anything other than me. But I had a great time. His wife was very nice and all that. You know, decent couple. Never saw him again. And also, we never went back to the, to that bar meet and greet because we were pretty much over by then anyways. But we would meet couples offline, offconnections.com. We met a, uh, I don't know, older couple, a young and older, young lady and an older male. Uh, we met them at, for dinner. Came over to the hotel and we pretty much the two girls played while we sat around jerked off for a while then the girls invited us all in and we just had a nice little foursome with everybody Rachel was only 20 at the time she had a nice tight body her tits were amazing Uh, pussy to die for tasted great flat stomach and everything it was great wife was the wife of the gentleman was good looking too Uh, I enjoyed her thoroughly just like I enjoyed uh, Miss Rachel um, but that would be the last time me and Rachel would play with any other couple because we would, you know, just lose touch and we went our separate ways as most swinging couples sometimes do. Um, it didn't really work out and it was no big deal. I just go back to swinging single, go back to date and swim and social club because that was really the only club that I knew of that would let single guys in. The clubs in Michigan, there's there's no clubs in Michigan. There's one in Pawpaw. I think it's called the Meeting Place. And I do believe they let single guys in. But I never, ever went there um, because it's all the way on the other side of the Michigan. So that was about a two-hour drive there. I did go there once with a girlfriend, that a long-term girlfriend. We went there once. But so we're at, I'm back in Dayton, Swimming Social, same thing. 22 years old, 23 years old, enjoying life as a young man in this lifestyle and just having a lot a lot of fun so you know same thing happens game bangs threesomes guys watch me fuck their wives and it was a great time 
more great time about five nuts busted i met a single woman i fucked a single woman there which was my very actually first time i ever met a single woman at a club and i had sex with her nice lady great you know great sucking action great ass all that stuff older than me i think she was in her 30s had that curly short hair i kind of liked the short hair at the time not anymore but she was very nice to me she would hook me up with some of her other couples like i said if you could be nice to couples or people in general they'll hook you up with someone they'll, they'll vouch for you saying hey this is a good guy and i think a lot of single men in this lifestyle forget that and they just look to get the easy prey and i also think a lot of single guys in this lifestyle are not swingers at all they're just guys looking for easy pussy because let's face it sometimes it is easy it is sometimes easy to get laid from at a swingers club uh, and every time I go, I do expect to get laid. Now, do I? No. But do I try? Yes. Hell yeah. That's what I'm there for. Why wouldn't you go to a swing? Why would you go to a swing club and not think about getting laid? I don't understand it. Everyone tells you, oh, don't expect to get laid. Hell yeah, I am expected to get laid. That's what I'm going there for. I'm a swinger. You know, swinging started to get laid. Think about the Roman orgies and all that. You know, come on. That's what they all. They don't call them Roman orgy for nothing. But. Coming from Michigan, you know, you don't have a lot of clubs for single guys or a lot of clubs, period. They come and go. I know there's one now called Wild Walkers in Dearborn Heights or Dearborn, Michigan. And that's just a bar. So Monday through Thursday, it's just a regular bar. And then Friday, Saturday, I think they open up the swingers. And I don't really want to go to a, a place like that. I don't know. I guess a lot of people do, but I don't because you don't know who's a swinger. And you don't know what they're there for, you know. You can meet someone there and never a swinger, or you meet someone there that's not a swinger and they'll get offended if you ask them to fuck your wife, or to have them ask them to fuck your wife, you know, vice versa and stuff like that. So it's just weird that that place is still going strong, but good for them. I'm glad there's some form of entertainment for people in Michigan because they severely need it. And I don't know why they don't have more clubs in Michigan. I don't know if it's zoning laws or the laws in Michigan. Exactly, but who knows? But as a single male, I have done a lot of swinging in the 26 years. Like I said, I'll say it a thousand times more. Clubs in Michigan, Ohio, uh, Ohio Dayton Swimming Social Club Escape in Ohio. I think it was called the the Country Home, which would end up being my favorite place because that place was wild before the damn news got a hold of it. Yeah, they had a did a uh, undercover. Um, news story about the the country home and that place was wall to wall you had to step over bodies because people were fucking on the floor everywhere and once that story came out on cleveland and oh, oh akron tv that place was dead but it still was a good time and people still loved it then i moved then from michigan i moved to buffalo new york uh no clubs out there, just like clubs would rent out vfw halls uh, merry makers buffalo social club uh, the candlelight would be in Rochester and Buffalo sometimes. And now they have a bad kitty club down in Fredonia, I heard. So I have never been there because I haven't been back to Buffalo since 2007. Uh, but from there, I would, like I said, from Buffalo, I would go to the country home on a Friday night, Saturday night. I would go to DJ's Island, which I think was the best club I have been to in the United States for 50 bucks a year and i think it was 60 bucks to cost to get in for a single guy you walk in there they would have dinner for you i think steak 
you had a choice between steak and chicken. Uh, they had all kinds of stuff. Um, bartenders would serve your drinks. You would bring them. It's BYOB. You would bring them. They write your uh, membership number down, and they would get you your drinks for you. And they, that was a really top club. A lot of rooms to play in, group room to play in, a hot tub to play in. And it was like a really discreet place. It would look like if you drove by, you would think it's like a manufacturer business. But it wasn't. It's a manufacturer of pussy, cum, dick, tits, all kinds of action. Um, when you get your membership, they would give you a key card. So you just walk right in. You don't have to get buzzed in. You use your key card and you get on in, pay your fee, and you go out and have a good time. Uh, took a couple girls there, met a lot of people, played with a lot of people there too. Let's see. From there, I moved to the great state of Texas. In Texas, well, Houston, where I'm at right now. I'm in Houston, Texas. My club's here. It must be something in the water because people don't start fucking until after midnight. I mean, you could be there at 8 o'clock talking, having a good time, and no one starts screwing until midnight for some reason. Midnight, 1 o'clock. It's just, oh, my God. As a single guy, you got to get there early because sometimes they only allow a certain number, which, uh, you know, sometimes I believe they don't really follow that rule because I know those guys coming in at midnight and there's 20 guys already, and then they said they only do five. But, hey, not my problem, I guess, right? I don't own the clubs. I don't care. Anyways, but the clubs here, and it's all the clubs. I don't understand it at all. It only seems like it's been in Houston. I went to Dallas clubs. Dallas club, there's one. I can't remember the name of it, but there was one Dallas club where they had a game called 21. They give you a card. You try to find people where you, uh, when you get to 21. And I thought that was a great way to break the ice with people because you really do more associate with people instead of just sitting in the corner staring at people and staring back at people and doing that stuff. But it was a great, a great little time. Every time I went there, I had a great time, especially uh, New Year's Eve one year. Uh, other places I've been to, Vegas, the Green Door. I, I tell you, I went this past uh, Memorial Day in 2023, and holy shit. The shit I saw there, I had never seen until I went to Europe. I mean, the guys there are so aggressive. I'm like, holy crap. You, a couple of kiss, and we 20 guys with their dicks out standing around them. And they weren't doing anything, just making out, kissing. And I saw a lot of shit I haven't seen in 20, 30 years. 20 years, actually. Uh, not since the gangbang has died. The gangbang age has died, uh, unfortunately. And I don't know why, because a lot of women seem to enjoy it. But anyways, Vegas, I went there. So I went to the Green Door, which was the crazy one. The Rooster, which was kind of, I don't know. I stayed about 15 minutes, not really long at all. Um... Then went to Whispers. Whispers, I think, is going to really be a good one because it has a pool. So during the day, you can lay out, lay out in the sun. You can fuck in the pool. You can do whatever you want. You go, they got, the the rooms are all open, and you can do all kinds of stuff. So I thought that was a great place. It reminds me of Secrets Hideaway in Kissimmee, Florida. Speaking of Florida, Caliente, you got Paradise Lakes. The now new Paradise Lakes because it's under new management. The guy bought it, turned it into a swingers resort, which is good. Because, hey, you need to have swingers pay. Nudists do not pay. They're a minimalist. They don't pay a lot of money. Swingers will put down two, three grand a week in for a good place. And you got Eyes Wide Shut. And you got uh, Secrets 
in Hideaway and Kissimmee, which I don't attend now because apparently my money as a single male is not welcome there anymore because I can't stay there anymore on the site. Before, I loved it. It was my favorite place to go. But now they changed the policy where there's no more single occupancy for the rooms. So, you know what? I take my money to Paradise Lakes or Caliente or the rooftop in Hollywood, um, Hollywood, Florida, which is another great place, but which kind of got screwed over because they built a margaritaville which was about i don't know about 30 stories high so now you get a room on one side you can see a bunch of naked people uh, but you can still fuck there inside and outside they built a little cabana for you could uh, you know take your girl fucker or have guys fucker or have couples fucker or whatever you want to do so that's pretty good still uh but in europe spain germany french france i mean sorry italy all crazy. There's no club in the U.S. that compares to any of those. And I'll tell you why later on in the later episodes of why Europeans' clubs are a lot better than the uh, American clubs um, and all that. So, like I said, this podcast is not for everybody. Couples, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell how it is. And if you don't like it, well, that's tough, you know. Not everyone's going to agree. I don't always agree with every couple that I meet, and not every couple's going to agree with me. But I am who I am. I don't change for anybody. I'm not chasing around pussy just to get pussy like a lot of guys in the lifestyle do. I don't consider them swingers. There's very few swinger males that I know of. Not most of them are just guys looking to get pussy. And they're too fucking stupid to go to a bar and get that pussy. So they go to a swingers club. It's a lot easier. But, you know, it's not my problem. Not our problem. We're going to enjoy our time here. We're going to talk about my lifestyle and all that. So I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed me talking. Like I said, this is not professional. If you're looking for professional, go somewhere else. This is just me ratting and raving into a microphone. Sitting out here on my patio in Houston, Texas, watching the Detroit Lions get their ass kicked by the Baltimore Ravens. Watching NFL football, my YouTube DirecTV packet, package. And me just being honest with you guys. So hopefully you'll come back for more. I have a lot to say, so there's going to be a lot of uh, talk. There's going to be a lot more podcasts. This is just the first one. Uh, remember, I got 26 years of this, so I got a lot of times. So I figured I have a lot more time with you. I'm only going to keep it to 30 minutes, 40 minutes, because, you know, it is America. We all have short attention spans and we and all that. So why have an hour-long, two-hour-long podcast when you're probably only going to listen for five, ten minutes? But I want to thank you for listening to the Swinging Single Podcast. My name is A.C. Maxwell. If you want to get a hold of me, you can at Swinging Single podcast at gmail.com that's s-w-i-n-g-i-n-g-s-i-n-g-l-e p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com yeah i know not creative i'm not creative at all like i said i'm not professional i'm not not gonna make money off of this hey if i could i would but you know what i'm not here to get money i'm here to have fun talk about it and maybe meet some people and have sex with those people all right, so have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in the club.